Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now tuned in to the Speeds and Spittin' Statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher. The mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician, a.k.a. The Stable Genius and Vocal Minority. And welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, First of all, if you're watching live on Twitter, on Twitch, on Facebook Live, on YouTube with the Stats Overbeat Cypher chat room, dilly dilly to you, to my boys down there in the fourth floor in the fantasy pit of misery. We got Danny Otto down there. We have the crown prince of racing, Sean Angle down there. We have my best friend forever, Mike Florio down there. Dilly dilly to y'all. And if you're watching, you may note that I am not alone at the desk today. And that is because, listen, if you are an old school like OG Stats Overbeat, for beat cipher fantasy freestyle cat you'll know my man rocks young fistful of rings we back in the day when this just started fantasy freestyle there'd be no such thing as fantasy freestyle without this man right here young fistful of rings how you doing today brother man Yo, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, man. Rocks One, you know what it is. Young Fistful of Rings. That's what it is. We're going to hear more from Rocks a little bit later on. We got a good show for you. As you know, I've been going division by division, giving you my diamonds, my fugazis, and a little bit of a read on the season win total. You can go on over to mybookie.ag, enter the promo code FNTSY. Tell them your boy Speeds, the Spitting Statistician, sent you. So we're going to keep it going. we got the last division. That is the AFC East. We're going to break it down, including the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Shout out to Rotoware as always. And then what we're going to do is, you know, i got to bring in my man, Rox. And let me tell you something. Rox catches a lot of stuff, okay? He caught the bug once, too. But... The pass catchers that are out there, the wide receivers, we're going to get down into the wide receivers in different tiers, who we like, who we don't like. And then, as always, we are going to put the fun in functional sports radio here with the Stats Overbeat Cypher. And uh, you know how we critique the rapping athletes? Well, part of the reason Rox is here is because your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, has another debut world premiere track to get going. So we're going to get into that, as always. We're going to keep it locked um, in the chat room, answering your questions, as always. And we got a big, uh, you know what, Rox? Let me ask you this right off the top. Here's the poll question that we have up on Twitter. Big shout out to the hundreds of people who have already uh, answered this. It is widely recognized that Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell are the best, you know, running back wide receiver combo in the NFL, especially for fantasy, right? I I can see that. I can see that. So the question is. Who's the next best? I'm hearing a lot of talk. We're here in New York. I'm hearing a lot of talk about Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham and their potential. Is that the best wideout receiver, uh, wideout running back combo? What about the group down in Atlanta when you got Julio and Devontae Freeman? What about out there with the Chargers? You know how high I am on the Chargers. It's like it's 420 how high I am on the Chargers. Is it Melvin Gordon and Keenan Allen? And the fourth option and the one that is currently leading, Rocks. And you know what it is. You do know what it is. Which running back do you think is involved in it? I think it's Kamara. Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. Yeah, right now, 40% of you think that it is Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. If you think it's something else, you know, I've heard things like maybe Dalvin Cook and one of those Minnesota wideouts. There's options. What about David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald could be an interesting look. I I think, you know, there's a lot of questions there. We're talking about going into this season, right? Yeah, at this season. I mean, yo, let's wait for this rookie in New York to play a snap. Exactly. Before we we anoint him, put away those anointing oils. And, uh, you know, I love Dalvin Cook, but I ain't seen too much from him last year. You know, three games before he went down so wait a second are you okay with uh going all in on deshaun watson though same kind of sample size 
Uh, no, actually, I'm not. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I think that's important, right? If you're gonna be, if you're gonna say that I won't about one, you just got to be consistent. Yeah, you, you know. Be. And so it is a meteoric rise for Deshaun Watson. He's all the way up. People are having him as like QB four, QB five. And listen, I've told you already. Okay, I am not spending on quarterback. You could have Aaron Rodgers. You could have Russell Wilson. I'll be waiting in the ninth, the tenth, the eleventh round, and give me Carson Wentz. Give me Matthew Stafford. Give me Philip Rivers. I will also be up all night to get lucky if need be. He is not on the pup list. Give me Patty Mahomes. He's been Give me on the all pup those list since that song was out, yo. That's true. That's true. All right, fair enough. But let's get into it, okay? So you could join the show in a number of ways. Let's get into it right now. Let's talk, uh, you know, news and notes. First of all, camp has opened. So here's a couple things I want to tell you. First of all, these Baltimore Ravens, they are running plays with Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson on the field. They are running plays with Lamar Jackson and RG3 on the field. I know, it's kind of funny, but who knows what the potential is on that. Hey, Rox, let me ask you, as it relates to Lamar, we were just talking about this, right? Do you see him as, like, having a package or having more? I mean, uh, the, the recent comments from Harbaugh was that he's going to get snaps at quarterback. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, they're trying to have it both ways, talking at both sides of their mouth, saying that Joe Flacco is the clear starter. Um, right. You know, I think this is going to be a wait and see. You hear this before. You want teams, you know, to be on their toes. You know, you want to put as much on tape as you can in the yeah. preseason. Um, I, I don't really know. I mean, I, I think Jackson is incredibly intriguing in keeper leagues. Sure. I, I'm going to need to see the preseason before I'm looking at him at all on redraft, though. Yeah, I, I kind of agree, Joe Flacco. I mean, even though he shouldn't be, he still is their quarterback. Elite, and they're gonna man. ride with the, him. The guy is elite. I will say this though, as you guys know, when I get my AFC North preview, I expect it to unravel pretty quickly for Baltimore. They are one of only three teams in the NFL. Your Saints are another one that have the dreaded three-game back-to-back-to-back road trip. Okay, something that coaches, head coaches really look for. The Ravens, the Saints, and the Rams are the only three teams in the NFL that have it. The Ravens have it in the middle of the season, followed by like a bye. Might be an interesting time to introduce Lamar around week eight or nine. We shall see. Off those three road losses in a row? <laughs> exactly, basically. All right. Uh, people are reporting to camp. Odell Beckham reporting to camp. Rob Gronkowski reporting to camp. Two people who are not, though, Rocks. Um, Julio's not. Nah, he's not. Julio wants his money, right? And I don't think he's going to get it, quite frankly. I think they told him already you're not going to get it. Exactly. This is This is about, though, making them uncomfortable, I think, and yes. ima- ima- forcing them to imagine a scenario. What does life look like without Julio Jones mm-hmm. in Atlanta? Yeah, well, you know, maybe they got ahead of that drafting Calvin Ridley, also from Alabama, in, you know, this year. I think Ridley is actually going to be a better real-life player for the Falcons than a fantasy player for your football team or for your owner, you know, your fantasy football team. Because really, all they're asking him to do is approximate what Tyler Gabriel gave them last year. I believe Muhammad Sanu, it's a new day, is still the number two pass catcher. Until proven otherwise. For the Atlanta Falcons, absolutely. And someone else who has not reported yet in Cleveland is Josh Gordon. Yeah, we were, now, talking, we were talking about that too. Yeah, so I you going to address it? Are you going to address this? No, the NFL is going to address <laughs> it. And here's the thing. I'm going to give my man the benefit of the doubt. Okay, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt so far because uh, maybe this is part of his treatment plan and his wellness, you know? Um, so uh, until I hear otherwise, I still think Josh Gordon winds up being a nice little back-end wideout too, in my opinion. Him and the Jarvis Landry split of targets is going to be very, very interesting. The last thing I want to bring up as news since we last talked here on Fantasy Freestyle last Tuesday, and I'm glad that I got a Saints fan here. He's over here standing up and getting crunk. Always. Um, Even when I'm sitting down and not getting crunk. Yeah, well, like now. Um, they, you know, Mark Ingram. Had the four-game suspension, right? They had, that group, the peds. they had that group tryout. Mm-hmm. And then they signed just a guy, Terrence West, right? Mm-hmm. He's a jag, just a guy. 
Uh, you saw that they doubled down on this last week and they signed Shane Vereen. I did. I as did. well, let me ask you this. Um, do both of these guys make the 53-man roster? And if not, like, you know, because I personally, rocks. I don't believe that you just give all this overflow to Kamara. I think they don't want that. No, they want to keep him around the... Uh, the 15 touch a game kind of thing like a Chris Thompson you saw it happen with him yep, yep. think about Christian McCaffrey you know kind of similar thing right so someone's going to absorb this what do you think it plays out in the first month of the season for well, New Orleans I, I think someone also has to has to be on the field during the preseason and then I can ah. put Mark Ingram out there um, you've seen the Saints do things like this before uh, Daniel Lasco who's a long term kind of special special teamer fourth string guy got mm-hmm. cut recently at maybe injury settlement he's not healing right um, you know they got Boston who is another mm-hmm. guy maybe that actually may wind up having a role that yeah. I don't think that they want to see him get hurt in the preseason. Um, I mean, Vereen looked pretty washed last year with the Giants. I think so, too. Here's the other option. Could they just go back to the future kind of thing? And what I mean by that is put the onus back on Drew Brees in the passing game. Like, they did not do that last year. They evolved a little bit last year, right, with Ingram and Kamara, mostly, to be quite honest, to support that defense, which did skyrocket, right? Time of possession, field position, that kind of thing. Do you think maybe it's back to Brees putting it up 45, 50 times in the first few weeks of the season? I don't think so. I mean, honestly, their early season schedule is pretty favorable. Um, I think they get the Browns in week two. They, yeah, I'll look they that open up. Against, they open against Tampa. Okay, I'll uh, look with, that up for with, you. Don't worry about it. With no crab legs. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, honestly, like you were talking about those dreaded three road games, I yeah. think that they also want to make sure that they're not wearing down Kamara and giving him those touches. So maybe you might see two of them uh, both make the roster and uh, wind up maybe one of them getting cut as soon as Ingram gets activated. That would be, to me, a Terrence West. Okay, so a Terrence West. And you're right. These first four games seem to be not, you know, it's not the tough part of their schedule, let's say, for the Saints. They open at home against the Tampa Bay Bucks, then week two at home against the Cleveland Browns. Then is their only one that I think is really a challenge. They go at Atlanta week three. That's always a tough division game on the road. Yep. And then at the New York football Giants in week four. I could still see them going three and one in that stretch. I, I think they actually, actually, I think they have to if they have any hopes of yeah. repeating the success. Here's where year. it gets tough, though, Rox. I told you they were one of only three teams in the NFL that have this week 13. And this is late in the season, too. They got to deal with this week 13 at Dallas week 14 at Tampa Bay week 15 at Carolina okay that's a tough stretch yeah and then they finish listen they also play Carolina week 15 and 17 maybe the NFC South is decided there with the only thing in between home date but for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Saints which is have not a very, very, game. very, very, very tough second half of the season. They need to start hot this year, and I think a lot of that is going to be if they if they are going to make a run and stay fresh. You're talking about keeping Kamara in that yeah. 15 touch range, not wanting to give him 27 touches in Week Two to beat the Browns. Having a guy out there like Shane Vereen who can be in there on third down, give him a couple breathers. I think that makes a lot of sense early in the season. That's what makes him young, fistful of rings. Let's move on over to the AFC East here. Okay, we got a couple of teams to talk about, and listen. Okay. I'm a Jets fan. I'm going to tell you right now. You know when he's I try loud, to pick the proud. AFC, you know, I'm, I'm beating. I'm trying to beat the Patriots. I believe, though, this year more than any other, I have reason to believe that the fall of Rome is nigh. You know what I mean? I mean, they lose their defensive coordinator. They lose Deion Lewis. They lose their left tackle, Nate Soldier. Edelman is out for the first four games. We're getting word Malcolm Mitchell may miss the entire season. And don't get it twisted. Those avocados and Uggs can only and work for so long. There's no Rocks. more Brandon Cooks. And there's no more Brandon Cooks. Chris either. Hogan? Really? I mean, Chris Hogan is going to be there one, you know. And, and here, here's the thing that we get to my New, uh, New England Patriots diamond in the rough. Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews, listen, when he had actual quarterback play in Philadelphia, he has seasons in Philadelphia of 70-some-odd catches, 900-some-odd yards. He was a thing. He was a real thing. He moves to Buffalo, and as we know, you know, he defecates the mattress, but I don't put that on him necessarily. He is now going to a place where, listen, 
If he inhabits that role in the slot where Julian Edelman was in the first four games, he's got an interesting chance. You know, they come up with DFS prices for week one real early. I'd be very interested to see Jordan Matthews early in the season. I actually think he retains some value. So that is my diamond in the rough for the New England Patriots. My Fugazi, the guy you need to forget about, is James White. Um, Listen, to me, it's never good for the incumbent. When the team drafts a rookie in the first round at that position. It's, you know what I mean? It is not a vote of confidence. Exactly. And I'm not saying here that Sony Michelle is going to be some kind of workhorse because if you try to figure out the running back rotation in New England, I got a bridge to sell you. But there is a universe where Sony Michelle grabs a little bit more of that timeshare. And I think James White, and because Sony Michelle also can be viable in the past. Well, game. there's also, you know, Belichick is involved in these decisions yes, more so right. than any other coach. Went, so it's, they not, went it's up not like, and he, liked the kid. It's not like he got assigned him. He right. chose him. Exactly. And also Rex Burkhead is still there with he's some viability get, he's in the get passing line game. work, I think, too. Exactly. So that's why for me, James White, Fugazi, Forget don't sleep him. on Jeremy Matthews. Their over under season win total, though, is 11 and a half. That's the highest in the NFL. I pass. I pass. Okay. Could they go 12 and 4, 13 and 3? Sure. I think Could, we've, we've seen that, right? We have. It's happened. Can they also win this division at 11 and 5, which would be the under? Absolutely. Okay. So there's the New England Patriots. Let's keep it moving, though. Let's go to the Buffalo Bills. We got to right. go, go to Buffalo. Unfortunately, we do. But we we're going to go. You want to go in the summer, though, right? We're, yeah, definitely. But we're going to squeeze in them in right before the break. You know what I mean? Because here's what I'm talking about. Um, first of all, I got to tell you, my Fugazi for this team. And I would have told you my Fugazi for this team two weeks ago also. He's shady. Pun intended. Um, but listen, before this incident started, right? He was on the wrong side of 30. Before this incident, Rox, if you're a defensive coordinator facing the Buffalo Bills, what are you doing to try and stop the Buffalo Bills? And, and you mean you, you don't even have your, your mobile quarterback any Correct. longer? Um, Correct. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of been one of the greatest no-brainers. He's been able to, you know, basically use his skill yeah. uh, to, to outperform. But you're I'm right. He's on, he's on the he was getting banged up last year. He got Absolutely. some ankle injuries. Like um, I said, wrong side of 30. I'm putting 53 men in the box to try to stop Shady McCoy anyway. So for me, he is a fantasy fugazi in PPR formats. Give me Christian McCaffrey ahead of him. Give me Devontae Freeman ahead of him as well. My like diamond in the rough on this team. Rox, I go back to how a few years ago, even in Jacksonville, Blake Bortles and some wide receivers had viable garbage time production, right? Mm-hmm. I think we might see the same thing out of Zay Jones, his, his performance in the okay, hotel room okay. notwithstanding, right? I thought because you, think I thought about you were going to go kill a Kelvin Benjamin. No, because here's the thing. He's not that kind of wide receiver. He's more of that plotting, tough at the point of the catch, red zone kind of wide receiver. He's gas getting back to the line exactly. in the hurry Exactly. I think the guy who benefits from the garbage time is that guy with the two-way go, the guy underneath. And to me, that's Zay Jones. Now, listen, I, I'm not starting Zay Jones. Okay, he but but I'm talking about a diamond in the rough. He could be a wide receiver five for your team that returns some garbage time value, and those points look just the same. Rocks, what if I told you that the Bills over under was not changed at all after the Shady McCoy news, and it still stands? I, I would say that maybe Vegas was all in on you on the show, McCoy being a Fugazi. Um, <laughs> maybe. Uh, what this- if I told you their season win total over there in Vegas over on mybookie.ag? Enter the promo code FNTSY. Six and a half. That's actually. I'm. I'm not. I'm not really nasty at the over unders. Yeah, and, and, but that's what's you know, in your head. I, I'm not in my book. That was what was in my head. Ah, they're an under to me. I think they're going to be one of the first five teams drafting next year in the 2000 and. 
2019 NFL draft. We only got a minute left. So here's what I want to do, Rox. I want to, you know, we're going to take a quick break, right? We're going to pay some bills and all that stuff. When we come back, we'll talk about the Miami Dolphins. We'll talk about the New York Jets. And then we'll go into getting a lot of your takes on these wide receiver positions. Listen, when you got to do it, you got to like let the draft come to you. And that's a lot of strategy on like when that tier is there, are there people still left in the tier? Are there guys you like? So in those different tiers, we'll talk about them. We'll talk about some wide receivers on the move, guys like Sammy Watkins, guys like Allen Robinson. And if you think they're in better or worse situations for your fantasy football team moving forward, we're off and running. We put the fun in functional sports content. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. I got rocks with me, too. Fantasy Freestyle Reunion. Let's go. Cha-cha. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to DailyRoto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Fantasy. And there is one guy that you believe is going to be the next Todd Gurley in 2018. Who is it? I know we mentioned Devontae Freeman, but I'm very scared of the injuries. I'm going to say Rashad Penny, and I know it's bold, but I just think sets up for him with Brian Schottenheimer there. The fact that Russell Wilson is there, I think this sets up perfectly for Rashad Penny. I could see, you know, 280, 300 touches. He's my guy. I think that could finish inside the top 10, maybe even top five. Weekdays, 2 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Hey, I'm Jeff. Look. I'm just a skeleton. I don't have an ACL anymore, but I still like to know what it means when one of my fantasy players sprains his. That's why I use the Inside Injuries app. It was created by real doctors. So you're getting information directly from people who have seen, touched, and operated on actual ACLs. Take it from me, a skeleton. If you aren't using it, you might as well just be guessing. Download the free app today and unlock the secrets of injury analysis. Game time decisions. During the games, it's Sam Darnold. Darnold, yeah. But I sort of hear it like a lot of people. Darnold. Sam Darnold. 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 It's like it's Sam Darnold. It's not like Ed Darnold. It's like, like Donald. Hey, Donald. <laughs> it's, yeah. no, it's not Donald. It's yeah, not Sam Donald. Yeah. Say, it's Sam not like Darnold. Donald. Yeah, Don- Sam Darnold. Hey, whatever the hell it is, anyway. I think now he's a quarterback of the Jets instead of uh, Darnold or Darnold. He's going to be called a jackass. Stop throwing interceptions. <laughs> Weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back. It's Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the Spitting Statistician. It is a Fantasy Freestyle reunion right here. I got my man, Roxy, on Fistful of Rings. So far, he agrees with me on the Pats. So far, he agrees with me on the Bills. Let's talk my New York J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Maybe he'll have to check me little on A little bit of sober one. analysis. Here's what I'll tell you, though. And I talked about like the Pats and the fall of Rome and all that stuff. Listen, Tom Brady's entering his, what, 8-40-41 season? 40-41, yeah. Okay. Three years from now, the Patriots will be very different. Right? There'll be no Tom Brady. There may not be a Rob Gronkowski. What I will say is this. There will be Sam Darnold. That's right. In the cycles that happen, you know, these things go in cycles. I believe the Jets are much better positioned than Buffalo or Miami to be able to be on the ascent 
when the Patriots do in fact take a step back. And most of that, yes, is because of the car- the quarterback. Hopefully they are not the same darn old Jets, right? But listen, think about think about the defense, okay, with the kids that they drafted at safety last year, Jamal Adams, Leonard Williams up front. It seems like they've looked themselves in the mirror and have started to build in the right way. On the flip side, the Bills, maybe they have, but I'm going to tell you, in two years, Sam Darnold's going to be better than Josh Allen. You know what I mean? So I think they'll be in other, other spots. And then Miami... I think they're, you know, I think they're in a bad long-term relationship with Ryan Tannehill. They know it's over. You know what I mean? But it's they're, they're still in the phase where like they're just still going to still date for another six months or he, nine he's, months. He's he's a placeholder who's being treated exactly. like the answer, and it pushes that back. So like in two three years, when the Pats take their step back, Miami is going to be like drafting their new quarterback with the number two overall pick. And so when you put all those things in a pot, I do think that the New York Jets are better positioned, but that doesn't mean I'm high on them for this year. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for you to get to that. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's talk about my Fugazi, uh, my diamond. Let's start with the diamond for the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And I don't have a distinct answer for you, but here's what I will say. This wide receiver room right now, on this roster are literally 13, wide receivers, nine of which have legit NFL experience, okay? Um, Robbie Anderson, we know. Uh, Jermaine Curse, we know. They get Quincy Inunua back this year. They signed Terrell Pryor in the offseason. That doesn't mean anything about the kid that they, the kids that they drafted. Chad Hansen or Darius Stewart, who got popped. I'm now up to six. They signed Lucky Whitehead and Seth Roberts as like return kind of guys, but they are NFL wide receivers. They got rid of Devin Smith, right? They did, finally. So but here's what I'll say. have a lot of people to commiserate with at, That's after, true. after cuts. Yeah, that is true. Um, here's what I'll say. If you pick the number two wide receiver of the Jets correctly, you have some value, and that's a diamond in the rough. I think it's fair that Robbie Anderson is probably going to be the number one he after should. his he was, he was semi-breakout yeah. last year. And I know this sounds crazy, but I think the answer to that question is Terrell Pryor. I think they spent the money on him. I think he was banged up with the ankle and stuff last year, and, and kind of the hate has gone so far on him that you might be able to get him at value. You're not getting Robbie Anderson at value, and I think Inunua, to be quite honest, I like him, but I think he's going to play something more of like a H-back hybrid, almost t- get the tight end kind of looks for for this team. I think TP3 may be the diamond in the rough because the hate has gone too far. On the flip side, my Fugazi, the guy to forget about, it's it's uh, it's Isaiah Crowell. I don't know why they spent this money on Isaiah Crowell in the offseason. They got a committee there. You know who I like, James. It's... Uh, Boom, boom, be loud, plow, plow. They got Elijah McGuire there as well. I don't think, I think if you're drafting Crowell thinking he's going to be any kind of workhorse or any kind of lead dog in a committee, I don't think that's the case. I think this is going to be a true committee. So picking Crowell is a fool's end. You know, you try to find the value there in any of these situations. The only place Crowell would have made less sense this season would have been staying in, in Cleveland. Cleveland, where um, they have the same kind of thing. You got to think about Hyde or Chubb, the value there. Speeds, I'm going to challenge you a little bit. I, I think actually Quincy Inunua, uh, if he's held is the best wide receiver on the Jets. Okay, so that means you think he might represent the value, I and you'd be more likely to grab I think, him. I think Robbie Anderson is probably the most the most likely to return value, but I would go Inunua. Um, Interesting. I, and I'm guessing that at, he will do no least, no worst, than the second wide receiver on the Jets. Yeah, I mean, and that's possible. That's why I preface this all with, if you pick their number two pass catcher correctly... And, you know, and I know you love some garbage time. Uh, there might, do, there might be, I do there love might be some, some garbage time, and there might be some of that. The over-under for the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 is six. I pass. I think they're six and ten. I think they are going to go six and ten. 
I, I think that's, that's a you solid think that's line. fair? That's a solid line. Last thing I'll say, we go to Miami. I don't want to spend much time on Miami. I told you I think Tannehill is in a bad relationship. He is my Fugazi. They were looking in the, tra- in the draft to trade up to maybe go and get uh, Rosen, I believe it was. But they know Tannehill is not the answer. And this is a guy also who in his first couple of years... Tannehill was one of those quarterbacks you didn't think about who got you 300 rushing yards. He's coming off that ACL. I don't think that's the case anymore. My question for you as it relates to the Dolphins. Hey, yo, Devontae Parker, if not now, when? You know what I'm saying? Like Jarvis Landry, you're giving up 140 some odd targets. Who's getting those? The answer should be Devontae Parker, right? So I, I hear that this season's going to be different. That he's really spending a lot of yeah, time. Yeah, fool me once, shame his, on me. His, his work ethic has changed, and yeah, he's yeah, really yeah. going to blow up. Well, they're taking it a little easier with him. They're not. The coaching staff is Talk not talking him up as much as they have in years past. I don't know, dude. It just seems like he might be one of those people who, with absolutely no expectations, is the only way he can exceed expectations. The question is, though, the is that is enough? On. Is that enough to return value for your fantasy team? I don't know. The pressure. The pressure. Uh, whether the pressure is on on him or not, I think if not now, then when. Here's what I'll tell you. Some interesting guys, okay? They have the rookie tight end Mike Gasicki out of Penn State. Let me tell you right now, I am never high on a rookie tight end. I think tight end is the hardest position to come out of the gates as a rookie and do well. You got to learn the blocking scheme and you got to learn like new routery and stuff. The exception to that last year was Giants tight end Evan Ingram. What Evan Ingram had, though, was a dearth of other options. Remember, Odell went down, Shepard went down, Brandon Marshall went down. It was either Evan Ingram or Roger Lewis, right? So maybe I can make that analogy to Mike Gesicki. Listen, I don't think Gesicki is someone you need to draft, okay? I can name 14, 16 tight ends you should have ahead of Gesicki, but he may have a chance because, you know, let's say Parker doesn't pop off. What is it, Stills, Amendola? That's who's left there. Maybe he has an opportunity uh, you know, to show up and show out. He might be worth a flyer, especially in dynasty leagues. And I'm going to tell you this about the Dolphins, the last point before we go to these wide receivers, Rocks. I was really excited about the potential for Kenyon Drake going into this offseason, right? But then they go and get 35-year-old Frank Gore. And Frank Gore, home. that's what I'm saying, but Frank Gore is going to be unexciting, uninspirational, but he will be just dependable enough to eat into eat into Kenyon Drake's potential. What do you see? How do you see this backfield? I mean, I, I think that Drake had a couple of real blow-up games last right. season, right? But he didn't really, I mean, show the kind of consistency that maybe you might see out of, a, out of a guy like Frank Gore. You know, Frank Gore, he might not gain a lot of yards for you. He does not make major mistakes. He, does right. not, he doesn't have that big play threat that he did. He's still pretty all right in, uh, in, in pass pro. I would assume sure. maybe getting blown up a little more than he did early in his career. But, you know, he's someone that also that can catch the ball a little bit and that, you know, in the end of the game when you don't need a huge, for, for all those games that the Dolphins are ahead and need to solve oh, the clock, yeah. of course, you know, you could see Frank Gore getting uh, getting getting some carries, winding right. winding things down, not fumbling, and you know honestly, uh, what else do Miami Dolphins fans really have to show up for? Laces you w- out. You went to the U. Right. I want to see Frank Gore. Bang. You know what I mean? So and, and so for me, the Gore signing really just compromises the value of Drake. He's not there. He's not there to get three touches a game. Exactly. You know, they are going to give the ball to Frank Gore. They're probably going to give the ball to Frank Gore inside the 10 as well. And Drake, maybe similar to your Alvin Kamara kind of narrative, they're trying to position Drake to still maintain his explosiveness by only uh, lightening the load. You know, so that sort of thing. The last thing I'll say here, the Miami Dolphins over under is all the way up to seven 
give me the under. Give me the under. If, if you think, if I believe that the Jets are going to be second place in this division at six and 10, then give me the under on Buffalo. Give me the under on Miami as well. There you have it. There's my AFC East profile. You can get all my diamonds, all my fugazis over on the Patreon site. Shout out to the Patreons out there. All right, Rocks. Let's talk wide receivers. Okay. And listen, I think wide receivers very interesting this year. That top tier, you know, is, is really kind of fixed in. Um, when I think about slicing hairs at the top of the top, right? I think some of these guys are on teams where they are the number one undisputed target monster. Yep. I think about DeAndre Hopkins in that vein. I think about potentially now Devontae Adams in that vein. I think about potentially you guy Michael Thomas in that vein. And then there's others where they just are on teams where there's more mouths to feed. Okay. Right? And I think that's the distinction for me. I'm going to go to a team where they are the like kind of target monster locked and loaded instead of any kind of competition for uh, targets like Let's well, say where, where, where do you see uh, where do you see A B the the undisputed? No, he's number one. Okay, okay, okay. He's number just, one. Just I mean, we're on the same page. because yeah, there, there are a lot of outs to feed there. You're Le'Veon right. Beyond looking at hundred, Juju Smith Schuster so demanding for me, targets. I'm I'm down on Juju. I'm down on Juju because Juju popped off late last year when A B wasn't there. He popped off and then stood over him. It's true, but like best case scenario. Juju is the third option in that offense. You know what I mean? Yep. I think it's a two. It's it's there's two pieces to the equation. How big is the pie? And then how big is your slice, and how many yep. slices are there of the pie? Yep. Right. And so the Pittsburgh Steelers pie is so big that Antonio Brown's slice of it still leaves him as wide out one. That's you. what I, it is I, I to agree me. With you there. So let's talk about this at this top tier. Who's one guy maybe you like, and who's that you, and one guy you don't? So, so going off that kind of way of looking at it, which I think is really, really smart when you're picking a wide receiver early, you want someone who you know is going to get those looks. And yeah. that's why I think it's highway robbery that you can get someone like Keenan Allen. Yeah. In the second round, like Keenan Allen in PPR leagues is going off the board on average at 16. I think that that is absolutely crazy. He was the wide receiver three last year in PPR. He averaged 10 targets a game. He saw 10 or more targets in nine games last year. Philip Rivers loves him. Philip Rivers locks onto him. And, yo, Hunter Henry, who is an emerging right. threat, not only in the red zone, but some guy that they looked at, look, looked to down the seam, is not going to be playing this year. They sign Antonio Gates. Maybe that's great for some applause in that, uh, you know, in, in that stadium sure. and uh, maybe a couple short touchdowns. I don't see him really cutting into the targets at all. They got a couple other guys who might emerge as viable number twos, but no one, I think, that's going to command targets. And people are like, oh, Keenan Allen, you know, he's injury prone. He's right, injury no, prone. but those were frequent ones like livers or spleens. lacerated kidney or something. Yeah, that's he, he had the non contact, but he's not a guy, and I know this as, as an Allen owner in years past, who mm-hmm. often is banged up, is playing through a questionable tag, which you hate at a four o'clock start right. on the West Coast. I know you're big on that. Yep. And also, I think that. Keenan Allen, a lot of people don't know this. Keenan Allen is 26 years old. Yeah, young. It is quite possible that you have not seen the best of Keenan Allen yet. I don't think it would be shocking if Keenan Allen leaped well up into that top tier of wide receivers where he actually finished last year, and I don't think he's being drafted like that. So I think Keenan Allen, largely on talent, target share opportunity and you said the overall pie might not be as huge as possible I don't know if Rivers is going to throw it 600 uh, 500 times 600 times a year I mean he the has, Chargers throw it they, they do Rivers throw, they slings throw it all over the field but I feel also you see a little more effectiveness from Melvin Gordon sure. on the ground a little more consistency in that sure. offense uh, maybe less frantic collapses in the, in the fourth quarter yeah. um, you know even with a little bit of volume reduction I think uh, Keenan Allen is a good bet to be in the top five in, in the NFL in targets this year listen he was number five in the NFL last year in targets with 159 
nine targets. Only Hopkins, Brown, Fitzy, and Jarvis Landry and, and, had more. And Keenan Allen catches his targets. Absolutely. Keenan Allen, I like him a lot. 102 catches, 1,393 and look yards. For some, look for, look, what did he score? Six TDs last yeah. year? Think, Maybe more because of the Hunter Henry I think, injury. I also just think if you catch the ball over 100 times, six TDs is a fluky, uh, fluky low number. Because yeah. he, he'll get looks in the red zone, too. That's right. actually that's how he lacerated that kid. Fair enough, fair enough. But listen, uh, I think everybody knows about these top guys who we like. So you like one of the top guys as well. I think more valuable here is which one of these top 10 or 15 kind of guys are you not so high on? Do you have cause for pause, Rox? So uh, one of the guys you mentioned, actually, is new faces and new places, yeah. uh, was Sammy Watkins mm-hmm. in Kansas City. Um, Tyreek Hill, after his insane rookie season, a lot of people are like, he's not going to be able to repeat this. Right. It's unsustainable. He's not a stable genius. Uh, this is crazy. You can't keep scoring these 60-yard touchdowns, and yet he did it. He made yeah. that happen. He scored eight t- total touchdowns last year, one return, and mm-hmm. uh, he didn't do anything, any of that, from inside the red zone. That is just simply right. not sustainable. He also scored all of those points last year with something like 105 targets. That's mm-hmm. seven targets a game. He right. only saw more than 10 targets twice last season. Mm-hmm. And yo, the number one wide receiver, it's not going to be Sammy Watkins. It's Travis Kelsey. Exactly. And Ch- Kelsey is commanding looks. He's commanding looks in the red zone. And oh yeah, they got that running back, uh, Kareem Hunt. Oh yeah, the, the guy who led the NFL in rushing. That the offense is probably going to yeah. go through. And also you've got a new quarterback. Bang. I know you're high on Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, and you know, his skill set, he's got a big arm. He fits right in with what they're trying to do. But Alex Smith had an incredibly efficient season last year. And Alex Smith was actually money defying the haters throwing the ball downfield last year. Patty Mahomes will be absolutely lucky if he's able to repeat that. I do not want a guy as my wide receiver one, even if he's a back-end wide receiver one, who's going to need to be lucky right. to get 110 targets. So for that reason, I think he's a full gazy. Forget about him. Love Let him, me ask love, you. Him in, love him in best ball. There bro. you go. That's the thing. Can you talk to me a little bit about like what the difference is? Because you're drafting these, and you're just banking on like the four weeks that he does pop yep, off, yep, maybe it, does get the exactly. kick return for the touchdown. Exactly. It, it's, it's, you know, it's, whoever, it's whatever best roster construct you have from all your players. So someone like, uh, some, some guy stable, a floor guy, not as valuable in best ball. Someone like Tyreek Hill, who definitely Definitely will have those pop-off, weak-winning leagues is definitely a great player to have uh, in a best ball league. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson, Mike Wallace, these kind of guys, when they do pop off. Big play guys, Teddy Ginn in New Orleans. Absolutely. Let's take it down a notch, okay? I'm talking about guys, you know, their ADPs may be between, say, like, you know, 75, 125, something like that. We're talking about mid-round picks. I was talking about how much I like Devontae Adams, right? The the Green Bay Packers also signed Jimmy Graham, you know. um, I think there's a guy in Green Bay... uh, uh, I personally think he might be a fugazi because of some of these other options. You, however, are high on Randall Cobb. Tell me why. Yeah, I mean, um, Randall Cobb is going off the board now in PPR leagues. Um, and just just also point that out. Tyreek Hill like him a lot better in standard than I do PPR PC. He's not sure. getting those. He's looks. not that right. Um, but yeah, Randall Cobb is going off the board at ninety two. That okay. is uh, that's an that's an eighth round pick. Um, you know, yeah, they have some guys, but you know who they don't have anymore? They do not have Jordy Nelson. Yeah, J- Jordy Nelson even later in his career still had the mind meld with Aaron Rodgers. He right. couldn't he couldn't make it happen with Brett Hundley. Um, but he's a guy that also was constantly in the red zone. You know, he was stealing these looks. Yeah, Devonte Adams taking over that number one alpha dog right. role, but. I think the wide receiver, too, in an Aaron Rodgers offense is a pretty damn sure bet to return some value. This is another— You think Jimmy G is the number two? I think Jimmy G is a red zone threat. I think Jimmy G is not really—he was plotting last year. He's still still a beast of a man. He's still the reverend, and he'll make them go to church. Um, But I think think Randall Cobb—you know, listen, it's not going to be his—you know, the season where he broke out. He had 90 catches, 1,200 yards, and 12 touchdowns or whatever it was. And he's been a disappointment three years in a row. And I think people are disrespecting him beyond where he needs to be treated. Listen— 
He's still 28 years old this summer. And I would say also that Really? He's that young? He's that young. He's huh. that young. He was uh, he was the, the wide receiver 35 in PPR leagues last year, even with Brett Hudley. He's okay. being valued below that this year. I could see an easy scenario where Randall Cobb sneaks into the back end of that wide receiver two conversation. I think he's being drafted as a low-end wide receiver three, and I think he's a very, very good bet to return that. And I also think it's not beyond the realm of possibility that he really pops off this year. What about the fact that he's already in a walking boot? I think he's out of the walking boot, man. I'm just saying, at this point of the season, you want everybody to be in the best shape of their life. You want no? them in Timberlands. Yeah, of course. I guess. We shall see. Those we're about cleats. To, there you go. We're about to take a quick break. Here's what we're going to do. On the other side of this break, we're going to talk, listen, some other deep sleepers real quick. We'll touch on some uh, new faces and new places, and then we're going to put the fun in functional sports content. I got a lot of other topics to chop it up with my man Rock's young fistful of rings about, and we're going to do the world premiere of a new track by your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. I call it Triple Up. Hey. So come on right back. You know what it is right here on the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, the stable genius and vocal minority. We're having some fun. Come on right back. Hit me up in the chat room. Vote on the poll. We'll check in on that as well when we come back. Here we go. Ricky Seals Jones and Scott's the dummy that got him at 15 right now. Ventra, when I saw that, I almost hit the floor. I was like, Scott must not listen to the show today because we was killing son for having Ricky Seals at 14 when Greg Olson was at 8 and Scott took it to 15. <laughs> Jake, I was like, oh no. Is there something, is everybody else seeing a different name on their screen? Weekdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Join the family at Modell Sporting Goods. Visit your nearest Modell's and sign up for our MVP rewards program to receive insider deals all year round. Earn points on every purchase when you use your MVP card to earn Modell's cash back. It's our way of thanking you for being a loyal customer. Upon signing up, receive 10% off your purchase and 15% off your next purchase. It's that simple. Plus, new MVPs this month are eligible to win a $500 Modell's gift card. When you got to play more and pay less, you got to go to Mo's. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. I believe Mike Wallace is going to be what they were hoping Torrey Smith was for the last couple of years. No. No? no okay. No, not Go at this ahead. point of his career. He's a little bit more skilled than Torrey Smith, but what are you going to get from him? I definitely don't think you're going to get 800 yards and six touchdowns or anything like that. Unless Nelson Aguilar just takes a huge step back. There's got to be a lot left for Mike Wallace, especially with Darren Sproles and Zach Ertz, and like, there's just not enough. Weekdays, 7 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Skick sneakers are taking over tailgates and alumni homes across. America. Skix Canvas High Top, Low Top, Slip On, and Kids Tennis Style Sneakers, designed in officially licensed college colors and logos, is a must-have for every college fan's wardrobe. Fun, fashionable, and comfortable. Whether you're at the big game or watching the game at home, Skix helps fans perform better. Go to Skix.com and use promo code FNTSY for 15% off your pair now. That's Skix.com. Skix Sneakers, the soul of a true fan. 
Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Yeah, we on a war tour with Tribe Called Quest, right? Speed spitting statistician, rocks, young fistful of rings, right here on an episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. We're going to check in with my man Danny Otto down there in the Fantasy Pit of Misery in a little bit, see what the stats overbeat Cypher is doing. Remember, we got a poll question up right now. Which non-stealers running back wideout combo is the most dangerous in fantasy football? Right now, 38% of you say in New Orleans, it's Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. Plenty of time. Who that? If you want to go on there and uh, contribute on the poll, big shout out to Clayton Trahan, who says the New York Giants pair has the highest ceiling. The line is still a concern, though, and there is the possibility, though slim, that Eli might just be washed. The Clippers, the Clipper, excuse me, I see LAC and I think Clippers. The Chargers pair probably has the highest floor, but that team's injury luck terrifies me. Cool. Shout out to uh, Bradfuss on Twitter. Memoirs of Nobody says Kamara Thomas. And then Mendo Bruce. Big shout out to Mendo Bruce. Always part of the stats over Beat Cypher. Says Julio and Freeman. But they also take the least draft capital and have the highest upside to their draft position. So, you know, it's kind of what we were talking about before. If you can find the Jets number two wide receiver. Similar. If you can get this Atlanta combo. And you'll see a lot of leagues where uh, A.B. and and Le'Veon go one and two. Overall, right. So you're not getting it. You're you're buying all the risk there with those guys, but they are still absolute studs. All right, uh, Rocks, one thing I do want to ask you about while we're still here talking about wide receivers, I mentioned that there's a number of new faces in new places, right? Allen Robinson in Chicago, a guy like Sammy Watkins, who we discussed a little bit in Kansas City. We talked Jarvis Landry and his targets out there in Baltimore, uh, Michael Crabtree leading the way. Um, Which of these guys, if any, do you think are in a position or best in position to succeed with their new team this year? I mean, out of all of them, I guess, you know, again, considering draft capital that, that you need to acquire them, uh, I'm going to go with Crabtree in Baltimore. Okay. He, he's going out. He's going off for about a, a six round pick. I think he's clearly the, the best wide receiver there. He's probably going to lead that team in, uh, in, in targets. Probably. I think uh, I think the offense is going to go through Alex Collins um, unless he proves that he's uh, he's not I who they thought he was. Dixon takes over. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, even then, you know, I think Dixon's more of a change of pace guy. But, you know, I, I think Crabtree is still um, he, he's still relatively young. Maybe he's 30 years old. He's not washed. Um, I think Crabtree also is a guy that I always felt was a competitor. You know, you get your chain snatched a Couple times, it's true. You just want to prove people wrong. That's um, true. You know, there's a lot of talk of uh, of Joe Flacco being motivated. Um, you know, yeah. I, I don't really know what Passing we can put his receivers. What, and what stuff. we would uh, what we would get out of uh, you know out of uh, a Lamar Miller, uh, excuse me, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, or God forbid, RG three. But um, you know, I think this is more just um, this is more just the, the best of a bunch of worst options. I mean, yeah. um, one of my favorite wide receivers was was Marvin Harrison. Um, yeah. I, I tend to like these guys who stay on one team in their entire career. Fair um, enough. You know, Marquise Colston, you know, yeah. yo, just, just, just 
gracefully, gracefully ride off into the sunset. You know, right. I don't, and I, I feel like it, these guys never, ever, ever wind up living up to the hype. And, uh, you know, out of all of them, I think Allen Robinson clearly has the highest upside, but he also, mm-hmm. it's going to take, you know, a pick at like the, the three, four turn to acquire him. He's done it right. once before with a bad quarterback, albeit in Boyle's best season, but I don't know that I've seen enough, enough from young Mitchell to, uh, to really trust him. Like I that. mean, this guy also, though, made Christian Hackenberg look good in college, you know, so I mean, he does have that. Give me Jarvis Landry of this group, okay? I just think he's like his skills are the most transferable, right? Like everybody needs that under underneath kind of target, the target monster that we talked about. I think he is going to become Tyrod Taylor's new best friend. But like, yo, Tyrod Taylor, you, what is he going to throw the ball? 23 times a game? Yo, if you're, if, you're based, if you're based on volume, you know. Right. That is a good point. I don't expect them to put it up as much. Remember, they do have a three-headed monster now at the running back position. They have all the players in the well. NFL. Yeah, almost at one point except, or another. Except Joe Thomas. Yeah, they could use a guy like Joe Thomas also. Much like the Dallas Cowboys could use a guy like Des Bryant. Yeah. But hey, whatever, I digress about Shout that. Shout out to Des Bryant on the street. Yeah, word. Still on the street. Uh, I think Indianapolis is going to be his landing spot personally. That's interesting. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, they lost. Uh, they, they lost Moncrief. Yeah, they got uh, no one there but Hilton. Bryant is still a and good, Hilton a plays like a different threat. role than a Des Bryant would be. But we'll see. All right, it's time to put the fun in functional sports content. First off, Danny Otto, my man, is down there in the fantasy pit of misery. Do I have the host of popping off on Wednesday nights here on the Fantasy Sports Network? Hey, Danny, you down there in the pit of misery? Dilly, dilly, what's good? I am always down in the I know you are, brother man. (laughs) I hope you had a good week last week popping off or Comic-Con was going down in San Diego. I'm sure that was big for the popping off crew. What's going on in the Cypher? Anybody uh, anybody getting down in the Cypher? Strong Style back from his uh, wedding and honeymoon. Shout out to Strong Style. We got anything going on in the Cypher? Strong is back in full force. Nice. Yo, shout out Strong Style Ninja. That's what's up. We got Jilly Dilly. Hey, Jilly Dilly. I'm sorry I didn't wear your shirt, but yo, (laughs) I'm going to be talking to you soon. Hit me up with the Patreon, obviously. What else we got? Uh, we have Danny Garcia. He asked the question at the beginning of the show, and, okay. and everybody's kind of been following along and kind of like throwing What's the in question? Their, their two cents. It's the freestyle. We could talk anything. Uh, he said, would you consider taking Zeke number one overall? Number one overall? No. I would not consider taking Zeke number one overall. Um, for me, it's Le'Veon Bell. I can understand Todd Gurley. What those two guys have that Zeke Elliott does not have is more value in the passing game. Okay, and that's why those two guys are above Zeke Elliott for me. I, however, I have Zeke rated number three, which is above most people who have David Johnson there. I like Zeke Elliott above David Johnson. If I was picking number three, I would be taking Zeke Elliott, you know, Antonio Brown, blah, 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 blah. But for me, it goes Lev Bell, Todd Gurley, Zeke Elliott. So, um, and then after that, give me David Johnson or Saquon or Kamara or Hunt or, you know, whatever, uh, Gordon, those kinds of guys, right? But that's my top three personally. Uh, what else we got going on in the cypher, bro? Very cool. Actually, we, we started, uh, everyone was kind of talking about where Des might end up. Yeah, so you just heard me. I'm telling you, I believe it's the Indianapolis Colts. I think they are a team that doesn't have, like, currently their number two wide receiver is Chester Rogers. Okay? I want no part of that. Wait, that's that's got to be a typo. No, no, no. It's true. It's true. They think they're going to play the double tight end offense. Remember, they signed Eric Ebron in the offseason. It looks like they're going to ride with Doyle and Ebron. I don't think those are the number two and three pass catchers, though, for this team. I think Indianapolis is a fit also because 
Dez and T.Y. Hilton are different kinds of receivers. And when you think about a team construction, you really kind of got to balance that out right. a Dez, little bit more. Dez does not need a ton of separation. He's, right. great, he's great on the ball, and T.Y.'s still, still lifting a lid. Yeah, and they, I mean, honestly, um, Andrew Luck, to me, is a lot more like, uh, you know, depending if he comes back healthy, a lot more like a Tony Romo than a Dak Prescott, who, hmm. who, uh, who Bryant never really clicked with. That's true. You, I still, I think he's probably washed. Probably, but there's only one way to find out, and all it takes is one team to give him a chance. All right, let's talk about something. I mentioned it last week, but uh, listen, when you become Jimmy G and you go out to California, you get some certain perks, right? And we talked about this a little bit. I don't know if the stats overbeat Cypher wants to talk about it or not, but uh, Jimmy G had a date with a, uh, I was going to say young lady, but she's most notably known for being a MILF, um, Kiara Mia. Last week, Wednesday, out there in Beverly Hills, you might have seen her. Uh, you may have be familiar with her work. You may have seen her before. You may be familiar with her work. Uh, she's an adult film star. Okay? And there's a lot of uh, hullabaloo about this. But then TMZ caught up with her after the date. And here's some of what she had to say. Let's hear this. This is Kiara Mia talking to TMZ a couple days after her date with Jimmy G. Okay. What I will say is this. Jimmy and I had an amazing dinner. much. I've never been a fan of football. I'm officially a fan of football and I can promise the 49ers that they will make Super Bowl and win because everything I touch turns to gold. Okay, okay. Let me also tell you this, Rox. I don't know how familiar you are with this story or if you're familiar with Kiara Mia's work, but then on Instagram, she later that night puts up a picture of herself tying like her hair up and being like, oh, uh, Jimmy G loves it because he knows what is coming next when a woman ties her hair up and something like it's going down. Uh, do you think something like that is better for her brand or for his? <laughs> I, I think that's probably better for her brand. I mean, a lot of people got the uh, the you can't go to this website pop up probably right. searching who, who she not was. Not safe for work. Uh, that's definitely not safe <laughs> for work. I will say, though, that, um, you know, my understanding is homegirl has been in the game for a minute. And, right. uh, you know. What, what, nice what, what, what young man has not, uh, you know, wanted to, to, to check a girl, regardless, regardless of how he knows about her, off of a bucket you. list? Absolutely. And, uh, none of us, none of us, none of us are right getting, there. none of us are getting any younger. And word, and dude just moved from Massachusetts to California, right? So, I mean, like, hey, give it a shot. Danny Otto down there in the pit of misery. What do you think about this? Uh, I know our guy Chris Venture, the closer, loves him some Jimmy G. Uh, is this not another f- feather in his cap, both literally and figuratively? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't see any downside for Jimmy G. Here. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, it's all coming up roses for Jimmy G in yeah. the offseason. $139 million. He's taking porn stars out to dinner. I mean, hey, it's all coming up great uh, for Jimmy G. Uh, and, and, yo, the, the entire female world knows he is out there. That's right. That's right. He's, he's, he's to be had. Jimmy G apparently. is getting it. What do you think about that, Danny? We feel you're all good? Two thumbs up for Jimmy G? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, fair enough. Last thing I want to get to here on the Fantasy Freestyle, and one of the reasons we got rocks, young fistful of rings there, is because you may know, back in the day, you hear some of it coming back when we come back from breaks and stuff. We used to be part of a uh, little group out there called Chronic Hill. Check us out. Three albums. Check it out on iTunes. But, um... So my man have to help me. Remember, I did that uh, verse a few a few weeks back. I called it Coach Speak, and that was over like a little bit more of a like a Jay Z East Coast beat. And I've been hearing from JP and all these millennials out there that they like that Dirty South stuff, so you can lean back on it a little bit. Well, I tried. 
Okay, and I got my man Rocks here helping me out. So right now on Fantasy Freestyle, the world premiere of Triple Up. Big shout out to my man Kenneth Cashman over at Rotoware helping me with the edits out there gotta as make well. That, gotta make that Let's safe for the drop kids. This oh, yeah, we gotta keep it clean, right? You know, you know, Speeds loves the kids. Let's drop it right now though. Triple Up by your boy Speeds the Spitting hey. Statistician. Then I want to get your reaction. Let's go. Hey, you don't want it. Speeds throw some money guaranteed Exponent Jerry Jones in this uh, uh, That means I own it head to head You don't want it points league You don't want it I'm like angry Tom Brady Dominating my opponents Got my doctorate in math I teach a stats class How can I sound humble with these stacks in the stash Ooh you're trying to beef But your stakes are all season wrong I dominate in DFS Murder them in season long I'm spitting statisticians A magician when I rap I make your lead disappear I'll pull a sleeper out the hat Got the power up the middle, Trevor Story, Brian Doja, boy You know I told you, you a rabbit, I'm a closer See me rising in the standings, blowing past the haters Making moves at the dead end like I procrastinated Stats over beats, cypher never taking L Around with speed, you wind up on the concussion DL Are you going, Rox? Don't get sent to that dark room Yo, yo, don't get sent to that dark room Double up, triple up, quadruple up hey. Then multipliers, man, I win the multipliers, fam Double up, triple up, quadruple up Speed's on fire, man, your boy is on fire, fam I watch the Yanks sweep the Red Sox And all the shit was off the top your head and rock It's not my fault your RB1 would be my RB4 Speed! rap right there that's triple up right there by your boy speeds the spitting statistician rocks young fistful of rings danny auto you know how i usually feel about that slow lazy scissor rap down south but i had to show that i could do it as well what do you think danny auto i liked it yeah yeah you ain't got nothing else for me I like it. I'm not just saying that I like it because you're the host of the show. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but you're usually like me. I know you like that more rhythmic flow, like an East Coast '90s kind of cat. So I understand. But I had to show that I could double them up, triple them up, quadruple them up. I will hey. say this: everyone down here was bobbing their head. The word. Time. So, all right, you gotta find out, see what my man Strong Style Ninja has to say. Stuff like that. Uh, Rock. No, and that's that, that's pretty. That, that's a that's a that's a little Wayne uh, beat, and that's yeah. with with uh, with uh, you see uh, Thomas and Kamara shining. Maybe yeah, that's it's go. a coincidence, man. Listen, we got the we got a little Wayne beat down south on the pole right now. It remains the New Orleans tandem of Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas with thirty nine percent of the Barkley, vote. Barkley, Barkley, uh, is he's getting over with, with ODB. over the Giants pair of ODB and Saquon Barkley. So we will see. The last thing I want to mention to you guys, we only got a couple of minutes left. Listen, if you are part of the Stats Overbeat Cipher, if you know about the fantasy freestyle, you know that your boy Speeds has more nicknames than anybody in the game. If you were listening last year adam i got a feeling you know my best of course is stefan can you digs it we know muhammad it's a new day
Hey, Zach, it hurts when I pee, all sorts of good stuff. But what we're doing, and I'm doing it on Fantasy Freestyle, we'll also be doing it on Roto Experts in the Morning, which you can listen to from 7 to 9 a.m. every weekday here going forward. It's me, the king and FSWA Hall of Famer, Scott Angle, the number one accuracy ranker in the business, the all-in kid, Jake Seeley. What we're doing is we're doing a contest, okay? We want to hear your best fantasy football team name, whether it's a pun on a player's name, something ironic, you know, the player's anthem kneelers, whatever it is. Um, but Rock, I know you, 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 as a lyricist, you've had some good puns in your day. Are there any good team names you remember from back in the past? You, uh, you want to make any uh, formal submissions to this contest? You, too, could earn a Roto Experts exclusive edge in season fantasy football package. I will, uh, you know, I was always a, a big fan, uh, and some of these are, are not safe for work. Um, oh, watch I was, that. I was always a big fan uh, back when uh, Chad Henney was a thing of uh, Henny Alavadka. Henny Alavadka. Um, I, I like just, that. I just thought, well, what is homegirl's name that Jimmy G was, uh, was having dinner with? Kiara Mia. Kiara Mia Dolphins. Ooh, okay. You got the MIA? I ain't mad at that. Like, MIA. Okay, but there'd be a great way if you could work into Kiara Mia into a name that also works in a little Jimmy G. You know, a little Jimmy GQ action kind of thing. Little Jimmy Jesus. You know, so that's interesting. But keep it locked, okay, to the Fantasy Sports Network. Keep it locked to Roto Experts in the Morning and the Fantasy Freestyle. Hit me up on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds. If you have any nominees for your best team name, I, I got a submission earlier today, guy, because I thought about it with Saquon Barkley. Guy's team name is Saquon These Nuts. What do you think about the, that? Oh, Danny, you like that one, huh? I think that that's uh, that, that's a little risque. A little, a little. You know, you don't want to you don't want to go you know go get some coffee, leave that up at your desk, true. and your boss your boss is looking at that. Another submission I got uh, yesterday from a man. Uh, I think it was Mark Bishop. Is uh, make this house my homes. I'm, right? I'm with that. I'm with I'm going to submit Henne Alavadka. See what the crew on Roto Experts says. Hey, yo, rocks. Good stuff. Doing a fantasy freestyle reunion. We got to get you back during the, uh, you know, football season. But it's your boy, Dane Martinez. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Fantasy freestyle. I'll see y'all next week. Catch me on Roto Experts in the morning. We out. Chill. Peace.